We are joined now by Dr. Michael Murphy. He is an orthopedic surgeon focusing primarily on hips, knees, shoulders, and sports medicine. He works over at St. Cloud Orthopedics. Dr. Murphy, thank you for being here today. How are you? Good morning. I'm very good. Well, I I like having all the doctors on our show from St. Cloud Orthopedics. It's been so fun because it's very rare that you really get to have a conversation with a doctor other than that five or ten minutes that you might be um, trying to solve a problem. And that's what you do is solve people's problems when they come in to see you uh, where you specialize in sports medicine. Um, Can you tell me a a little bit about what kind of orthopedic care is involved with sports medicine and joint care and what age groups that typically covers? Well, sports medicine is not a medical specialty by itself. Physicians that practice sports medicine may be family medicine physicians, could be a pediatrician, could do rehabilitation medicine, or in my case, orthopedics. Mm-hmm. I trained in orthopedic surgery, and then I received further training and board certification in sports medicine. I evaluate and treat common ailments that present in people they exercise. Okay. A common presentation is a middle-aged patient with a sore knee or sore shoulder. They may get that exercising or working. Oh, you know, that's not what people usually think. They usually think it's from um, someone playing football or something like that. Maybe that it, it works in a gym. They don't think about, oh, I, I work in an office, I'm a regular person, and I, I might need some of these services. That's what we do. I yeah. say, you know, half the patients that I see didn't have a specific injury in a specific sport, but they have injuries that we see in all age groups in patients that also exercise. Okay. So are there misconceptions uh, out there about what quote-unquote joint replacement really is and what that means? A joint replacement is a procedure that is the final solution for patients that have persistent pain in a joint that can't be treated otherwise. Okay. Um, when we replace a joint, we're removing the worn out parts and replacing them with metal and plastic. Okay. And so pay, let's say it's my knee. Would it be replacing everything like my kneecap and underneath it? So for patients that do undergo a joint replacement on their knee, I would say across the United States, 90% of the time we're replacing all the surfaces that rub together. Mm-hmm. That's the kneecap surface, the front of the thigh bone, the top of the shin bone, and the ends of the thigh bone. Okay. In, a smaller, in a smaller percentage of patients, only one part of the knee is worn out. And so we call it a partial replacement, and we may replace just the kneecap surface and the thigh bone surface that it rubs against, or just the inner side of the knee or just the outer side of the knee. All right. So when you're talking about, um, you know, the surgery and the replacement, that's usually the last step in the process, right? So when people come to see you, Dr. Murphy, you're not just saying, oh, I'm going to, you know, you came in and you're having knee pain, so we're going to have surgery. You actually try to prevent that as much as possible. Absolutely. Yeah. So before we get to that stage, um, we would have discussed over-the-counter medication use. We discussed trying a brace for their knee. We would discuss physical therapy exercises that could help them 
uh, injectable medications, those are all things that we would try prior to surgery for someone with advanced arthritis. Mm-hmm. So when people are in that position, uh, can these other procedures before surgery is considered, can they prolong it to the point where they may never have to have surgery? Or is it typically inevitable that they can have so many more years of, you know, quality life without the surgery, and then the surgery is going to be the best option in a few years? Well, again, it depends on the extent of their arthritis condition. If if they have a limited injury that could be repaired at a younger age, then yes, we would try to do that to prevent the knee from wearing out mm-hmm. at an older age. Okay. Now, you're actually the team physician for SESU and Sartell High School, correct? Yes. Now, what it, what's what's that like as opposed to working with the the regular patients that you normally work with? Well, I've been covering sideline uh, games for both of those institutions for 20 years. Hmm. It's just fun going to the game. I get to contact the athletes when they're not injured. I get to work with the trainers. Um, I can see the healthy athletes. I get to see the joy they have when they're participating, which, you know, there hasn't been a lot of joy this last season. Yeah. But unfortunately, we do sometimes see the patients get injured, and when you see them on the sideline, that's the best time to evaluate them is before things really start to hurt. So it does give an advantage to the athlete to be able to be seen right away. Yeah. Are you usually, I mean, when they say when you're the physician, does that mean like you're at every, you're at every game, you're right there on the sidelines and that way if something happens, unfortunate, you're right there to make sure that the least possible uh, permanent injury is, is happening? So for the football team at Sartell, for the hockey team at St. Cloud State, yes, we try to be there every game. And yeah. those are, you know, the home games, the away games, and hopefully there's a doctor from the other team Okay. There. Yeah. But yes, we try to cover all those home games and have somebody available. And then we have trainers that are working for us that are out at all the high schools in the area. And then the colleges have their own trainers that we also work with. Okay. Well, we mentioned, you know, well, there's a lot of sports that have had, they've had to pause because of COVID-19, uh, kind of like an extra off session. So what are some of the things you tell your patients or athletes uh, to do during that off-season time in order to stay in peak physical condition for when they can get back to playing normally? So we've been, you know, helping them through their strength training in the weight room, um, speed conditioning, you know, outside on the track, um, small group sessions where they can continue to participate with, you know, some of the other players on our team as long as they're separated. So those are the challenges that the trainers have been dealing with, we've been dealing with, and especially the coaching staff, obviously, have been trying to deal with. So just trying to keep those players in shape and motivated yeah. has been a challenge. Um, you know, sports aside, let's talk about knee pain. Uh, it's very common for people. I mean, sometimes I'm just walking up the stairs and I go, oh, my knee, and luckily the pain goes away. But what are some of the reasons of people who experience knee pain um, what is your process for me, you know, determining a best treatment or to even know if you should come in to see a doctor? Well, most of the patients that come in will just say that it just started to hurt. They maybe didn't do anything to bring it on. Um, they're encouraged to come in when the when the pain persists for more than a few days. 
Um, the most common cause that we're going to see when they present after the evaluation is osteoarthritis. Mm. That involves the breakdown of the joint cartilage that covers the end of the bone. Those patients are frequently in their 50s to 90s. As I mentioned earlier, the initial things we try would be physical therapy for specific exercises, uh, maybe try a corticosteroid injection to reduce inflammation and hopefully decrease their pain for a period of time. There is another injection called a hyaluronate, which we can place into the joint to help supplement the joint fluid and decrease pain. And then if none of these techniques help, then joint replacement is the final option. Okay. The next most common reason that someone would present in the office would be a meniscus tear. The meniscus is a fibrocartilage that is a weight-bearing structure in the knee. This can happen in anyone from age 15 and up. Sure. If that turns out to be the case, then often knee arthroscopy is the best treatment to either repair that meniscus to try to preserve its function for the rest of their life, or in some cases, we have to remove that meniscus. Mm. And it just depends on how severe the injury is. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Other other reasons are common things we see are teenagers with knee pain. They come in reporting a lot of pain across the front part of their knee. Uh, it's usually from overuse in athletics and activities. And those patients don't need surgery. They just need instruction and a better strengthening program and a modification of their activities to help them. Okay. Well, now that we're officially into December, you know, we, we, we I, I went outside to my mailbox today and I thought, gosh, last year at this time, I feel like I already had a bunch of snow in front of it. Uh, but now this year, it looks a little bit different. But typically, we have a lot of snow and ice here in Minnesota. What is the yep. best way for people to approach slippery surfaces so they don't fall and get injured? Well, number one is proper footwear. So if you're out on the ice, you want to be in a snow or hiking boot with a lug sole that has some traction. And if you know you're going to be on a slippery surface, such as going out on a lake or an ice rink, then there are cleats you can buy and put on your shoes. So that's okay. the easiest way. When you are in your normal footwear walking on a slippery surface, you want to use a short step and you want to walk slowly. Okay. If you end up being in a hurry, that's when you're going to slip and fall. Well, I think sometimes, you know, we're not expecting it. So we step outside and it hasn't been slippery and it you can't see the ice and you just yeah. go out for a moment and boom. I mean, that's probably happened to me three times in my life. Like, what was I thinking? I should have watched the temperature. <laughs> what about that penguin shuffle? That's going to be a lot safer way to walk. It, it does make a difference. You just kind of slide your feet forward, and you're going to be a lot less likely to slip because usually the slip happens when you push off as you're, as you're trying to walk forward. So okay. if you're shuffling, both feet are kind of on the ground all the time. Yeah, good idea. Keeping, keeping things out of your hands is also helpful. So carrying a package, you're going to be much more likely to take a fall than if you have your hands out for balance. Oh, sure. All right. Well, if injury does occur, thankfully, you guys have this OrthoDirect. Can you tell people what the advantage of a patient being seen at OrthoDirect is and what the process is when someone wants to come in to be seen? So the OrthoDirect is a service that we provide to try to get people to be seen when they're having their problem. 
so we have regular office hours um, from 8 to 8, Monday through Friday. So let's say you turn your ankle slipping on the ice and you're hobbling and you need to be seen. You call a scheduling person and usually you can just be seen in a very short period of time that day. We also have hours on Saturday morning from 9 to 12. Okay. So that way you'll be seen immediately. Our, we have a physician extender that can evaluate you, get your x-rays. If you need to see a physician, then they'll contact one of us, um, send you the therapy if you need that, get a brace fit for you if you need that. So it's just a service to try to get you in and out without having to go through the emergency room, which is usually a much longer process. And the sooner people can get in with an injury, the better for you, too, to help them with a repair if, if necessary? Yes. Yeah. Usually the earlier you catch an injury, the easier it's going to be to deal with that. Yeah, absolutely. Dr. Murphy, you've been you with St. Cloud Orthopedics, you said, for about 20 years now? Yes. So what what are some of your most memorable patient experiences? I mean, you've been doing this for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Well, the one that comes to my mind, I had this 70-year-old woman came in to me about three years ago. She had to be pushed into the clinic with a wheelchair by her daughter. She hadn't been able to walk. She had fallen about four months before that, and it hadn't hurt much at the beginning, but month by month it was just getting worse. We evaluated her. It turned out she had a stress fracture that had collapsed, and now her knee was getting progressively more painful and more crooked. So the best solution for her was to actually go right to a knee replacement. We replaced that knee, straightened that leg back out, and within a month or two, she was back walking normally again and no longer needs help around the house or the wheelchair. So to me, that's a very satisfying outcome for that. Absolutely. Fortunate lady. Yeah. What What was it that, you know, I, I always like to know why you decided to become a surgeon. Were, were there surgeons in your family or was this something that you've always wanted to do? Uh, no, I didn't really have anybody in my direct family. I did have a cousin that was a obstetrician surgeon that I did consult with. But I guess I just felt through the years of college that medicine was interesting. Yeah. I entered, entered medical school with no plans to become a surgeon, but after the, the training I received, I decided that surgery was a better fit for me. Yeah. I think it's really interesting how people decide their career paths. You know, you went into the medical field maybe thinking you were going to be a general physician or a regular doctor. Yeah, and I then... was planning to be a family practice physician. Yeah. And so your life has got to be so different than mine. You're doing surgeries every day. All I do is talk on a microphone. I always think how different it must be. But for you, that's that's normal. Probably wearing masks is a normal thing in your world. Yeah, masks don't bother me at all. <laughs> right. Now, what what is um, you know where are is St. Cloud Orthopedics with COVID nineteen uh, innovations and clinic news? How are you guys staying on top of things right now? Well, we are open. We're trying to see patients safely. We do offer an option to check in from your vehicle when you arrive, so you don't have to wait in the lobby. Uh, We are social distancing in the lobby. 
as far as scheduling uh, procedures, the current situation, the surgery center in St. Cloud is accepting, you know, all patients and we're not having any real delays or difficulties. Patients seem to be, you know, not getting exposed to anything while they're, you know, receiving their treatments. The hospital, as you've probably read, is um, stressed with the number of patients in the hospital, so there has been some limitations on the number of elective cases that we are scheduling at the hospital currently. Okay. And hopefully that will sort itself out in the next few months, but we just have to get through the surge that the area is going through right now. Right. Do you, um, I know some places do like televisits. Do you guys use televisiting right now with some of the people that are interested in working with you? Yes. If anyone wants to be seen and is uncomfortable leaving their house, we have a full telemedicine uh, protocol available to them. We set up a time. They'll meet with the nurse. They'll meet with the doctor. And we'll try to do everything we can, uh, you know, Remotely. Yeah, that's wonderful. So every doctor has their list of preventative tips. And Dr. Murphy, what is your best advice for keeping your knees and your shoulders and your hips and your joints healthy? Um, well, a regular exercise program is the, the best way to stay young. And you just have to find something that you enjoy. If you try to do something that you don't enjoy, you're going to stop doing that in a few weeks. So I like walking, I like biking, so those things I do. Other people may enjoy, you know, running or swimming. Um, so you just have to find something that's enjoyable and stick with it. Okay. Keeping your, keeping your weight down is important. Being overweight is hard on your heart, hard on your knees. So that's another important thing. And so that'd be eating better and trying to eat healthier foods and... Maybe me, not as much around the holidays. <laughs> well, we all try, Kelly. Yeah, we all try. I know. Well, Dr. Murphy, I really appreciate you spending some time with us today. Uh, what are the hours over there at, at St. Cloud Orthopedics, or can we find that online? So our typical office hours are 7.30 to 5, and then again, and that's Monday through Friday, and then again, the uh, ortho direct is 8 to 8. Eight to eight. Okay. Well, you have a very happy holiday and uh, stay off the ice yourself. We don't want you to have to do your own surgeries. That would be no fun. I will do that. <laughs> All right. It's Dr. Murphy, St. Cloud Orthopedics. 